I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Race for the Ring, Episode 91, Breaking the Type Trap with Lisa Velasquez. You're listening to The Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week, we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. Today, we are going to do a deep swan dive into the water and find out what exactly a type trap is and how to avoid getting snapped in the type trap of love. So I am going to be speaking with Lisa Velasquez. She is a single gal in New York, living in Brooklyn. Um, And she works with women. She's been working with them for almost two decades, working on helping them kind of figure out bad dating patterns, reigniting the spark of their own self-love so that they can glow up and show up as the best, uh, you know, uh, version of themselves and obtain the desired love that they're seeking. She also talks a lot about what triggers, as she puts it, or red flags or whatever you want to call it, um, are and how to avoid them. And they're a little bit different in this episode than we've covered in the past. Um, in the past, we've talked about pretty basic stuff, you know, like someone who's selfish, someone who doesn't pick up the check, if that's something that you expect for someone who um, is, you know, MIA for half of the time you're in a a dating relationship, or, you know, maybe they're a little bit um, verbally abusive, like things like that. This is more about yourself. Um, What you have kind of hidden inside your own unconscious mind that tends to come out unbeknownst to you when you're dating based on relationships that you had as a child, whether it be with your parents, siblings, caregivers, what have you. So it's really an interesting conversation and you will walk away after this episode with some actionable advice that you can implement into your life immediately. So I want to get right to the convo with Lisa Velasquez. 
Hi, Lisa. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Race for the Ring. Hi, Mindy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, so let's get into this. So you so tell me a little bit about your backstory. So you have what I think is compelling, like a, a specialization in clinical psychology, but you use your knowledge and your experience in that space to help women and I guess some men, you know, propel women, um, et cetera, in the dating realm um, and using your experience as a coach and all of the above. So can you share a little bit about how long you've been in that field and, you know, um, I guess some of the things that you've that you're seeing overall in your practice in terms of mistakes that people are making? Absolutely. Well, I help passionate single women heal and break unhealthy dating and relationship patterns to date with self-love and align with the love they desire. And I've been doing this work now for over 15 years. Actually, this, this is the 15th year. Um, the Congratulations. Lucky you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm the founder of Lisa Talks Love, where I am a dating and relationship expert um, a self ed, a self self love coach and a certified sex therapist and sexuality educator, and I take that knowledge to really look at where women can actually tap into their you know their most authentic and powerful selves and look at their blind spots in their love life, right? Because a lot of the time we don't see something that could be right to our left, right to our right, and we're just going straight forward towards what we want. Um, and I think it's really important to have that support of someone um, that's an expert that's actually had lived experiences with that combination to guide you on your love journey. Because a lot of the times we know what we want, but we're very unclear as to what we keep choosing that has us not have that, right? So it's really important that we're working towards the right things. I heard this saying on one of the audios floating around reels on Instagram that don't be don't be mad about um, the results you getting, didn't get for the work you never did, right? So you could want like the ring, like the show Race to the Ring, and but you don't realize what are you doing that's having you um, run towards something with a lack of clarity that you keep hitting walls, but you don't know what that is. But your heart is totally in what it is that you want, but you're not doing the healthiest of most supportive things to have it. And what if you actually had the support to do that? What if what if you had those tools for clarity, right? What if you had those things to really help you get there? And that's the work that I do with passionate women. Um, I really know that if you have a passion for love and a passion for life, you have high standards for yourself, right? You want to live your best life. You want to savor a great lifestyle. You want to be healthy and thriving. You want to be surrounded by loving family and friends and colleagues, and you want to, because you want a full life, you're choosing, because everyone gets to choose, you're choosing to have a partner. You're choosing to have a partner to share the life with, to actually share a world with, right? That is a complementary and adding to the quality of your life. So I support women to navigate those waters, to actually look within and do that healing work. And I'd love to share some tips and strategies and tools when we get into that piece, because yeah, yeah. tips to get into when you're ready. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so interesting, everything you're saying, because it's true. A lot of people, myself included, truthfully, because um, I'm single, um, you know, think that they are making the right choices or they, they're looking for love and, you know, they keep repeating patterns, not realizing that they're repeating patterns. So let's start first with a type. Do you believe that people do have a type? And if so, what do you define that as? 
I feel like a lot of the time on con- uh, consciously we believe our type is a long list of things, right? Like we mm-hmm. make a list. It's almost mm-hmm. like Santa. We make for it to Christmas. So if you celebrate that, we make a list, we check it twice, right? We put everything we want. We want someone, let's just say for when we want some, uh, a person that may be tall, right? We might want someone that um, has a certain level of status in their career, a certain amount of money or, you know, and I say money as in like financial stability and able to provide. Right. Or just someone driven. Like I say that because I want someone that's career minded like myself. They don't have to be obviously like rolling in the dough. I just want them to wake up and feel good about contributing to society in some (laughs) way. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever that looks like for someone. Yeah, no, because I'm very ambitious, career oriented. So I'm looking for someone that shares the same passion for life and work and all that. But back to your type. You also want someone that's going to respect and appreciate that you are that way, right? Mm -hmm. You want a partner that has those things and can reciprocate the gratitude and appreciation and support for what you're doing versus they have it and don't want you to, right? Because a lot of ambitious women that I work with have come up against that. They, They say, and I know women hear this, have you ever heard, he said I was intimidating. I've been told I'm intimidating I'm intimidating by men, that he's intimidated by me. Yeah. But I actually intimidated. have to say, I, I have to agree. I want to fin- have you finish that story, but I just want to share. I find that I run into that same problem. It's one of two things. They either get the guy who's not ambitious, and so they think what, what they think I'm crazy because I'm so ambitious, or I get the guy that's ambitious and then they're like, it's all about him. Like they don't really, they're annoyed that I'm busy. <laughs> and I too have a career and a life and priorities and stuff like that. It's very bizarre, but back, go ahead, finish with the back to the story. It's patriarchal. If we're referring to men in that scenario, it's a very patriarchal thing. And it's mm-hmm. important to look at, um, you can still be an independent woman and still be feminine and still be nurturing and loving. It doesn't cancel out your you know, alpha female qualities or your powerful qualities that make you the amazing, passionate, sexy woman that you are, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to suppress those things, but we're taught that we have to, right? And it's unfortunate, but it's actually not true. We don't have to. So it's really about opening your mind of letting go of that type of partner, but recognizing because sometimes women get stuck, right? Where we hear the, I keep being told I'm intimidating, Uh, Or, you know, I intimidate men. I need to soften myself a little bit more. And the thing is that I tell my clients and I tell women listening right now, you're not intimidated, intimidating. They are intimidated and they're intimidated in these scenarios because it's challenging them. Right. And that's not your fault because they're like, wow, she's already done this stuff and I haven't. They're already playing the comparison game. And that's all. you're not playing that game. So it's very important. For your mindset to not buy into this narrative that you're intimidating, intimidating because they are intimidated that you've already stepped up for yourself and done things for yourself. So there's the person Mm -hmm. that hasn't done the work and hasn't done, you know, pursued their ambitions. And there's the other person who's insecure that doesn't want to be challenged, right? Because it doesn't make them feel strong if there's a a woman that's already set in those ways. So you have to remind Mm -hmm. yourself when you come up against that. You get to take back your power when they're trying to disempower you or to project their insecurities onto you and say, wow, you know, I thought I'd be inspiring. Um, I feel that it's, you know, a great thing to have two partners 
who are driven. If we choose to have children or I have children one day, you'd say to yourself, if you choose that, this would be inspiring for my children to see. If we both are ambitious, it would make both of them want to believe in themselves and pursue their dreams. So taking it from that standpoint and not wearing the outfit of insecurity they're projecting onto you. So yeah, no, that's really good advice. And I fully agree with you. I do believe that, um, the men that feel that way for me, perhaps your clients too, were definitely just insecure or didn't have the self-esteem that they needed. So yeah, too bad. Oh, well, I see coming from a place of working with men. Um, yeah. Work, yeah. Workshops to men and they have, you know, sincerely and vulnerably confessed that they were like, well, we feel, I feel that she's intimidating and I made mm-hmm. them break down why. And their breakdown was, well, you know, I'm building my career and she already has hers. Mm-hmm. So look, and so, I, yeah. So it's really asking, looking at our insecurities and where we show up that way in our love lives and how we can show so, Okay. That's great. So let's go back to the type, right? So, so um, we're going to focus a lot of the show on what we're calling the type trap. And we were talking a little bit before we started the show, um, a little bit about some of what you call triggers, right? Um, so that you don't fall into that same like circle, like, cir- like ongoing, like I call it equated to like a mouse on a wheel, where you think you're starting a new relationship and you are starting a new relationship, perhaps that's new and different. And it's not going to be like the other ones. And then lo and behold, you're blindsided and you don't even realize that subconsciously you're choosing the same types of people, right? So can you go through some of those triggers and, and what they look like and how we can kind of like be alert, alerted to them so that we can kind of um, see the, like the, the triggers before it's, I don't want to say it's too late, but before our heart is sort of like in the game a little bit more and it causes us a lot of duress and pain and heartache. Absolutely. So earlier I mentioned that our type tends to be on a conscious level, a list of things, right? So career status, financially stable, um, you know, a certain level of uh, good looks like physical appearance, you know, has to be fit. And these aren't bad things. Okay. I'm just mm-hmm. going to say conscious type is a list of things, but your unconscious type are the things that you learned growing up, right? There are certain things that you're attracted to that you are not aware of, right? So there are these triggers that happen for you when you meet a person that you're physically attracted to. Um, and you're, and unfortunately, what has you end up in toxic dating scenarios over and over or in healthy situations or relationships that there isn't equality in them, it's because you're triggered by something familiar that you want to experience, but you are mm-hmm. unaware that it keeps showing up. So what you'll do is you'll meet a person and you'll talk to them. Say you're meeting in a group of friends and you like mm-hmm. them, they're your type. But you know, if you see red flags pop up, you'll ignore them. And the reason why you'll ignore them is because you have these triggers that tell you, I must be with this person. They have this thing that I need and I want. And you will self-sabotage and you will sacrifice yourself to be in the relationship with them or to date them. Because the triggers that you have are from the love examples you learned when you were growing up. Now, this is something that I do in my love breakthrough sessions with clients in my coaching programs, but I'll give you some tips on it is that- Yeah, please. Look at the love examples that we have. So your love examples are the way you learn about love from the people that raise you. That can be your parents, that could be your guardians, it could be grandparents, it could be anyone that chooses, adult or whoever chooses to raise you. You learn, you know, how you- you learned how to love through them. So the question is, 
who taught you how to love and what was the example that they lived by? So you're going to be asking yourself, how did my mother and father, let's just use parents as an example. How did my father love my mother? And how did my mother love my father? How did they show love to one another? Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you look at how they showed love to one another, that is an example of love that you learned. Okay. Okay. And then how did your father love you? And how did your mother love you? That's another example. Okay. Now, if your parent, one of your parents wasn't available, their absence taught you a lot about love as well. What would it have taught you? What would something like that teach you? If you watch your parents' relationship go off and on and say one of the parents left, you also learn that people don't stay. Like people don't stay, love hurts. So the love example could be something you take on. And the second piece of the love example is your love identity. So from the example that you learned about love, how they loved each other and how they loved you, you take on an identity about love that you start believing about yourself. Like, um, I am lovable or I am unlovable or I'm difficult to love or love scares me. You start learning these things about love. You start taking on an identity, you know, um, or I have to do this to get love. I have to be, I have to be distant to get love. I have to buy gifts to get love. And then you start telling a love story. So okay, that- let me ask you a couple questions, Lisa. Yes. This is such good information. Okay, real quick, because I'm gonna I would I don't want you to continue on then I have to go backpedaling. So what um what age would I mean raring, obviously, like age range? Is it like around like elementary school age, like around six years old? Like is all of that really impounded in someone? Um, the grains of their soul and in their brain in terms of what they're learning and they're, they're being a sponge to what they're witnessing with their parents. That was my first question. And then I'll ask you my next question. Okay. So it can just start at any age in childhood because it's when, because every child is going to process differently, but it definitely starts when the kid sees it, right? When the kid is, ex- because you could not experience it till you're 10, right? Mm-hmm. You could just see your parents just doing whatever, but then there's like a traumatic experience that happens and that can just be an argument in front of them. That can be that your mother just one day stopped talking about your father and you have no idea what happened. And then you start to see that turns into a pattern of eventually dating someone where you're getting ghosted or your father travels a lot. This I've seen with many of my clients where the one of the parent travels and it tends to be the father. So they end up dating people that love bomb them because the father will show up at random times, love bombing mm-hmm. them with gifts. And it's not mm-hmm. negative because he was away and he bought things for them because he was working. But mm-hmm. then they don't realize every person they meet is not really working. They're really just disappearing. But it's really right. having conscious conversations about what's going on because everyone is not your parents, but you don't know that, right? It's an imprint on your heart and it starts to teach you what you think is going to be a love survival skill or this is how I do love. Versus creating your own love story, which is what I help my clients do, because we dissect their first love story and their first love story is the way they learned about love. It's not that Disney romantic story or the rom-com. It's the story they learned about love from their family of origin and how they grew up. And you have to look at is that story that taught me these love examples and how I adapted and created this love identity. And now I'm telling a love story. Is that healthy? Is that supporting me to have an aligned love with my self-love and picking a partner who is, you know, honorable, shares my values, and we respect one another? 
is this helping me get to that place or is this hurting me and having me race towards something that's not right for me? So you have to look at what those internal emotional triggers are that have you choosing a type because your type can be someone that's emotionally unavailable. Your type can be someone who's narcissistic because they show up being, you know, grandiose, love bombing the crap out of you. Um, and then you realize like, and then they pull that love away because they want your energy. They want your attention. And once they pull away, it's almost like they pull you in when they pull away. And it'll have mm-hmm. trying to do things to prove that you are lovable. So even as a child, going back to that piece, if your father wasn't around all the time for whatever the reason was, right? Because you weren't part of that adult relationship, but kids do blame themselves because they don't understand that process. It's mm-hmm. really about understanding that I have to understand what's going on here if they're they're disappearing. But as an adult, you don't you have to start dissecting that. As a child, you don't understand that. But as an right. adult, you have to be like, what's going on here? Like, what are you here for? And let's slow this down. Because as an adult, whenever I have a client that's experiencing love bombing, I go, okay, well, she's like, I really like him. I'm like, that's great. Slow down. Breathe. Right. If you right. really like him, let him know, I like you. I appreciate you're giving me this love and attention. But we don't know each other yet. So how about we pull the bra- put the brakes on? And get to know each other a little bit better at a slower pace. Now, someone who's giddy and really likes you a lot will understand that and will want to keep you around, so they will slow down. But someone Mm -hmm. narcissistic will start arguing with you and saying you don't care and trying to guilt trip you. And that's the difference. It's all about grounding your energy and recognizing that your intuition can be a compass for you to be able to see what's going on in front of you versus letting them take you at a pace that's way too fast Because when you go too fast, you can't see straight. And the blind spots are everywhere, right? And you're not Yeah, It's like poison to your heart, your brain, your vision, all of it. So if you were were one of those people that you had a parent that was, I guess, absent for whatever reason, and your tendency, your trigger is to go to the narcissistic relationship or personality in dating – um, what would you then do? I mean, I know it's a lot to share in a short podcast time frame, but if you could break it down a little bit, do you then work with your client and sort of like figure out so that with them, like what their childhood looked like and why and what the meaning was? And even if the parent was indeed absent because they were just absent, they weren't, you know, they didn't have a traveling job or whatever it may be the child will then like, or not child, sorry, the adult goes back to the child uh, inside of themselves and sort of like uh, comforts that like notion and sort of heals that notion um, so that they can then present in a better way in in the adult dating world. Am I sort of on the right like thought process with that? Yeah. Okay. You definitely are. Um, I always say the most important thing you need to do is Obviously, you need to heal, but you need to take a step back and reflect because the healing process cannot start if you do not take a step back and reflect. What am I chasing, right? Because if you know you're going after someone who's narcissistic, right, what am I trying to fulfill from my childhood, from my parent that wasn't there? What void am I trying to fill? Because that's what it is. Someone that's narcissistic and grand is, pre, is presenting this beautiful picture of something that you want. It's almost like a fantasy because the way they pull away, because they ghost, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or if they're being so full of themselves, 
the child who cons- becomes an adult and consistently chooses narcissistic partners unconsciously because they don't always know that's what it is they are trying to be worthy of love they are trying to prove their love to someone they they're like they weren't there because i wasn't lovable it can be a storyline that they're 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 experiencing but i think it's important to wait a second let's take a step back and look at why am i choosing a person who keeps pushing me away who's emotionally unavailable and looking at what are your beliefs about yourself what are your beliefs about the gender you're choosing and what are your beliefs about relationships right and love because mm-hmm. we need to look at what our internal beliefs are about this because our beliefs and desires when they are not aligned this is what happens we say we want a healthy relationship but we're choosing unhealthy partners and we're showing up in unhealthy ways that are hurting us right so you're hurting yourself when you're constantly choosing that but you need to look at what you're holding on to is it a fantasy is it a dream are you hoping that if you love on this person they're going to change and i will say this if you are consistently loving someone and they're not appreciating you giving more of them what of, of what they giving more of what they don't appreciate is not going to make them love you it's not going to make I know. Them yeah it does not yeah 100% yeah. Go ahead. Continue. I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> yes, I disagree. No okay. But it's very important that you do the work, right? And I always say, recommend, you know, I recommend working with a coach, working with a psychologist, a therapist to do this unpacking work. And that's the work that I do with my clients, because for me, it's really about supporting women to align with the love that they want. And you can't be aligned if your beliefs and your desires are conflicting. I've heard many of women say, I want to be with, you know, a powerful, loving, compassionate you know, a successful man who loves and adores me and appreciates me and is supportive and there for me. But their belief is about men is men always leave. Men are a lot loyal. Men cheat. Men are always trying to get something from me. So their beliefs conflict with their desires. And what that means is it doesn't mean what their experiences are not true. Your experiences are valid, but you're not healed from those experiences because your belief system is embedded with that foundation of, what's not working about men. So mm-hmm. if you want to attract a healthy man, you have got to heal those beliefs and release and let go of them to create new ones, to create new experiences. But you also have to be the, your best self and your most authentic, vulnerable, clear, aligned self to attract that desire. So your new beliefs and your desires are aligned with one another to have that vision of the relationship in real life. So Lisa, how does that work then? So, so, so say, you know, you have a client who started off maybe in an unhealthy way with which when they started with you and you did the work with them and they've been with you for a long period of time. And now they're in a much more helpful place in their mind. Um, is it that they're just more in tune with, I guess, the triggers that they want to stay away from? Is that what they're more aware um, of that? And then they're like more inclined to like, close the door on, I guess, like some dead ends, if you will, or what, how are they able to get the the man of their dreams with whoever you want to date, email, whatever? How does that work? Well, it works because we do together, I support them to do the healing work to heal the parental karmic patterns, because Mm -hmm. what it is are those karmic patterns, and it's karma from years, from your ancestral line, from your mom, your grandmother, your dad, your grandfather. These are some of these beliefs that they have are not even their own. They don't even know that. They've just been passed down to them, 
right? You mm-hmm. can still have a completely different lifestyle and education and way of life than family members who raised you and still take that with you into your seven figure career and, you know, like your college education or your graduate degree and your business, you know, if you like, I made it. And people have this idea that if they, I'm going to use that phrase, the I made it thing, that that means that they're going to be far away from what they grew up around, which is not true because that stuff is inside of you. Right. Mm-hmm. So if it's, it's hereditary, right? It's your family. family. But if you don't yeah. heal it, mm-hmm. if you don't heal it, it's going to continue, but you want to break those cycles. So it's about doing that work and love breakthrough in the session I do with my private clients. We do that and I do it in a group one as well. After we do that component, after we do the healing work, and the healing work is your whole journey continuously looking at yourself and taking care of you. But once we get past the part with the parental karmic patterns, we go into becoming the author of your love life. And this is where you create an authentic, aligned set of love standards. Now, what that means is your love values align with your practices, Because you can say you want to be healthy, right? That's your value. But your practice could be eating Cheetos and McDonald's. Right. (laughs) right? Yeah. 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 Align. So your value and your practice need to be aligned for you to have a real standard. So you create an authentic set of love standards that's actually going to be aligned with the love that you want. So even saying, I want a... I want a partner that um, is a great communicator, right? You want someone that's a clear communicator, a compassionate communicator. So you say clear communication and compassionate communication are a value for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that practice is if something is bothering me, I'm going to say, hey, you know, hon, I really want to talk to you about something. Something's been on my heart and mind, and I want to share something with you. So you show up vulnerably and do that. And I gotcha. you okay. have to show up in that way. Right. And then the other thing is, like, if you value partnership, you have to show up being that partner to yourself. That's a way to practice. And also, when the person you're dating says they want that and they show up ghosting you, they show up emotionally unavailable, they show up narcissistic and not doing their work, you have got to be the one to end it. Yeah. Because yeah. You're not there to wait for them to turn into someone that's healthy. You have got to say, oh, okay, I'm going to be my bestie, my own bestie, and say, what would I tell my bestie? Girl, leave him. What are you doing? You don't need to be with this person. You've got to be the one that's, I stand for partnership. You're not even ready for that. I must leave. And that's the part that's scary because it's like, oh, I have someone, but is that the right person? Yeah. It may not be the right person. And you have to have the courage to walk away. Yeah, no, it's so interesting because I um learning so much in this space because um, I'm personally in you know grad school for psychology and uh, what w- some of what we're learning is the fact that so many people in the dating space it's like you mourn the when you break up but half most of the time you're not even mourning the person you're just mourning the fact that your idea of whatever was supposed to be is done you're mourning the fact that you have to date again and you may not want to um because you know it's could be fun it can also be treacherous let's be honest you know the dating world isn't exactly like all nirvana um and you're mourning a lot of that so i feel like probably a lot of people if they don't have that calling card of their love story that you help them create they don't have those i guess like core values of love or whatever then they're 
less inclined to have strength to put the brakes on because of all these other things going on in their head and the desire to be in a relationship versus just with the right person. It's just a matter of being in a relationship. I just have to be in a relationship. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to date. It sucks. Like, you know, whatever. It's so interesting. Okay. We're almost out of time. You have so much good stuff to share. I'm glad. Can you share, can you share an antidote with us? Like, um, without giving too much information away of one of your clients, that's a success story. Like maybe how, okay, Okay. let's do that. And then we're going to, and then we'll talk a little bit more about how people, people can find you and stuff. Absolutely. So I had a client that, um, so she was going to sign up for coaching with me and she was ready to go. And then she ran away. (laughs) That's what I said. And I was, and you know, she gave me lots of stories and I was like, you're really scared in my mind. I already knew as a coach, you know, this, um, so, you know, because when you take that step to invest and do the work, you know, things are going to shift and change. And sometimes you're attached to the way things are being. So Mm -hmm. about a year later, she came back, uh, enrolled in a coaching course she did by herself because I have a DIY course too called level up your love life. She did it on she her like talks with her. Yeah, she did it on her own. Yeah. She came back mm-hmm. and did a private session with me and then enrolled in the private coaching. So she did okay. my program, The Love Detox, which is now available for group program. Um, and she did the private program with me. And, you know, she said when she started the private program that, you know, I got, I was fed up. I'm done. I literally was like trying to make it work with someone that wasn't ready. And I was so scared to, question where they were and if they were writing where this was going. And I just got sick of like going through the process of, you know, self-sabotaging or holding myself small for them. So fast forward, um, after a year of being in the program, she gets into a relationship. She gets engaged, married, and she just DM me last week that she's having a baby. Oh, that's a great story. I love that. She like, so she DMs me her wedding photos and like, it's amazing. She gave me a testimonial last week and oh, I, I love the testimonial. Um, and she is definitely a powerhouse woman. She's, you know, um, an executive for a big company and she's doing That's amazing so things. And I say that because a lot of powerful women, right. Who are ambitious. Um, mm-hmm. And if you've, you know, a passion and a purpose for something, we just think we have to do a lot of things by ourselves. And I'm here to tell you yeah. that the secret is out. You don't got to do things yes. by yourself. You yeah, I'm guilty of that. I, I definitely think I am. Yeah, no, I, I th- I'm i like, well, I don't, whatever. I mean, I want a partner, but I don't need one. But I think that's also like, you do need one, you know, it's nice to have someone. You share your life with someone. It's not about like being needy. And I always tell my clients this, say what you need. Okay. Mean what you say, because at the end of the day, you deserve to be, have them support you. And having needs doesn't make you needy. It makes you human. Um, yeah. As long as you, you're self-sufficient doesn't mean you're not going to need something sometimes. And sometimes the people that love us the most, you know, they're like, hey, what do you need? I got you. Let me know what's going on. But we've been taught to feel ashamed if we need anything because the culture of us being strong and powerful, we must not need anything, which is crap um, because yeah. we, everybody needs something. Everyone needs someone and and that's Very true. or two. Very, very true. Okay, so um, if someone's interested in working with you, Lisa, how can they find you? And how does your how does your program work? Can you share a little bit about that? Sure. Um, right now, what's open for enrollment is my the Love Detox Group Program. It's a six month intuitive love coaching program with me for the ah 
for the passionate single woman who's ready to align with the love she desires while being her sexy self without settling. Um, Mm. Program orientation is February 22nd. We start March 1st. And you can reach me at lisatalkslove.com. You can reach me at lisatalkslove on Instagram. um, And definitely reach out to me via email, lisa at lisatalkslove.com. If you want to know more about the program, I'd love to support you and send you the information. And until next time, or if you ever get to meet me, I always say, trust that you matter, trust that you are enough, and trust that you are valuable, and love by example. I love that. I love that. Is your program live? Or yes, it is. Seven? It is live. Oh, that's great. That's okay, that's it, good. It is a live program. I don't do live programs all the time. Um, okay. I have the one that's DIY, which is Level Up Your Love Life. You can get that on my website, too, lisatalkslove.com. But I say, if you want to go live and have me there, because in the Love Detox group program, I teach my master classes live. And I also do the love hot seat Q&A. And what that is, is that in the program, you fill out a form, apply and tell me your question. And I coach you for 15 minutes on whatever dating challenge you're going through. So you're healing in this program and you're also getting the tools to date whenever you're ready. Even if you're dating right now, you're going to get those tools and you're going to get that support. And that's going to be for six months. Think about where you could be in your love life. They could be engaged. Y'all can have your ring you in six be. months. You be. Get your sneakers laced up and grab it. All right. I love it. All right. Thank you so much for being here. And I think um, I was intrigued by your sex therapy. I think I'm going to have you back on um, in maybe like a month or two. And we'll do a topic on that. Because there's a, I don't want to give it away too much to the mm-hmm. listeners. But I found a really interesting article in the Huffington Post that I'd like to explore a little deeper. So we will see about that. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for having Have a good me. one. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Race for the Ring. If you liked today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast, just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death to a date. I'll catch you next week. And in the meantime, be sure to say hi and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. My handles and contacts are in the show notes. It's been my pleasure to have you along for today's dating debate. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.